You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, a podcast for fathers, by fathers, with fathers, uh, where we focus on the, the four pillars of fatherhood, which is faith, family, finance, and fitness. And uh, my guest today actually has a has a fifth pillar, uh, which I really like, which is fun. Um, so my guest today is Wallace Holyfield. Really excited to have him here. I've been watching him on social media, uh, on Instagram in particular. Uh, always great content, always showing love with the family, um, doing all kinds of great stuff. So I'm super excited to have him here to talk to you brothers about fatherhood and his journey. Uh, Wallace, how you feeling today, man? man? I'm absolutely amazing. Good, good. I'm just glad to hear that, man. So like I said, I've been following you for a while now, man. And, and it, it's one, the creativity is 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 top notch, bro. Like every time I see him, I'm like, damn, man, he really thinking out here. He really, <laughs> he really putting it together, man. Um, how did you get into, into like being, I guess I would call you a content creator. Uh, honestly, man, I, I love to talk. And, uh, growing up, I always told my grandmother, that's, that's pretty much who raised me. I said, one day I'm going to get paid to talk. And I've always said that no matter what job I was at, I'm like, I'm not going to be here long. I might have people paying me to talk soon. So, uh, <laughs> when the opportunity presented itself, uh, I kind of jumped on. I didn't know what I was doing at first. But I just kept going, man. Um, I just kept going. And I started learning how to... Sorry, man, that's one of my baby's uh, cars. We got toys everywhere. But I started learning how to, the, you know, basically script my shows, uh, edit, all of that. I do it all myself, man. It's fun. I love it. Dope, dope, dope. So uh, so obviously you're a father and a super dad, as you would say. Yes, sir. Um, how many kids you got? I have three children, man. Madison, uh, Dallas. Madison, my only daughter. And uh, my my oldest Dallas and my youngest Miles. Dallas, huh? You a Cowboys fan? Die hard, Dallas Cowboys, oh, man. Die, man. Die hard, man. I'm gonna go ahead and hit in now and just go ahead and cancel this, man. All right, man. You know, haters. They're gonna. <laughs> hey, if it wasn't for the haters, we wouldn't be America's team. So we appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm a 49ers fan. So so we uh we have some old bad blood. Yeah, Not too man, much look, now. I, I got a little love for the 49ers man Deion Sanders is my only my favorite player and that's the only player uh jersey that I would wear other than anything Texas you know so uh I love Deion when he was with him I was cheering for him and the Cowboys so we got a little love man a little love okay all right, all right yeah right it's, it's a tiny bit right it's a tiny bit like I like Emmitt Smith but I don't like y'all you know what I mean like I feel you I feel you oh man <laughs> Oh man! All right, so you got you got one daughter, two sons. Your daughter's your oldest. My daughter's the middle. The middle. Okay, so you you got an older son, a middle daughter, and a younger son. That's that's cool, man. You got a little 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 sandwich. Yes, sir. Um, so so how old is your is your oldest? He's one year older than his sister. Got eight, seven, and one and a half. Okay, okay. All right, so let, let's talk about that, man. So we, we got an eight-year-old, seven-year-old. So you became a father eight years ago. Um, how was that experience going? Where, like, where were you where were you at in your life when that happened? Like, kind of tell us how that had, that transition kind of occurred for you. So I started a new job with AT&T. A job prior to that was with Delta. I wanted to make sure I traveled the world, go everywhere I wanted to go. Uh, I was with my lady, Jamaican. I'm going to leave it at that. She's Jamaican. Um Man, we were we were doing a thing. We were having fun, and I was really trying to convince her into traveling the world with me. That's what I wanted her to do. And uh, lo and behold, a baby girl came, baby boy came, and things changed. And I had to get my mind right. So um, to answer your question, I was scared as beep. Yeah, I was scared. See, that's something that a lot of men don't want to uh, admit, but I was. And the reason why I was scared is because I was horrified to fail. I didn't know. I didn't know what it took to be, you know what I'm saying, personally, to be a great father. Like, I was afraid. And my perfect father came from TV. So 
I, I was scared. That's my my, my answer. I, I'll, I'll never. I was scared. I'm just like, man, what am I gonna do? I gotta save money. I gotta go do this. Okay, I gotta do this. I gotta change here. I can't do this anymore. I mean, I was all over the place. But only person that knew it was me. Nobody else. Yeah. Knew. Yeah, I agree, man. It's a lot of a lot of guys are, are in that same boat. Like, you know, when you find out you're going to be a dad, there's immediately a thousand thoughts, right? Your mind's racing. You're trying to figure out what it is that you're going to do or who you're going to be and how you're going to show up and how I'm going to provide. And I got another mouth to feed. Like all these different things are coming up. Um, and you kept that all to yourself, huh? Man, that's that's kind of how I am, man. I'm a Leo. Uh, I kind of grew up, you know what I'm saying, in the shelter, you know, in shelter by myself. So, if it's a problem, you know, you go, you, you face it. Uh, I'm a boxer, man. I came from a boxing background. So it's like, hey, listen, okay, I got hit with this left. I got hit with another left. It's time to, you know, say, get your mind white. Now you got to duck, dodge, dig, defend. So, yeah, I had to get it right, man. It wasn't really anybody I can go confide in. And when it's being a parent, it's just not there. Like, I mean, I do have parents, but my both of my parents, you know, they separated and went their way. But um, my grandmother raised me. And we talked, but I didn't, I didn't have that type of relationship. Like, how can I be a dad? You know? So mm -hmm. I, it, it worked out, man. It worked out. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Cause you mentioned, you mentioned TV fathers kind of being like the example for you. I was going to ask you about, about your father and, and your relationship with him. So um, I can, I can kind of dive into it. Like my, my father's right. a great man, but him and my mother divorced when I was you know, saying a child, my mother remarried and, um, uh, nothing but respect for, you know, so I even call him my dad, my stepfather, you know what I'm saying? He, he was a, he was a great man, but you know, a, a lot of men back in, you know what I'm saying? Some of those men, they, they, they weren't really love, you know what I'm saying? They didn't really know how to show love. You know what I'm saying? It was more of, you know what I'm saying? Be hard, do this. Um, I can't tell you one time, you know what I'm saying? Me being younger that I can remember my dad my or my stepdad hugging me, you know, I just don't remember it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't. And I wanted that to change. And I didn't get to stay with him too long. I stayed with him long enough. But uh, just the times that I remember, I was like, when I have, a, when I have, when I'm, if I'm ever in that position, because I didn't want to be a dad, it's going to be different. It has to be. Because, I mean, I could have been the hardest. Uh, when I was younger, it was different. I mean, I'm going to teach my son to fight and be this. And, you know, as I'm matured, I'm like, what is that going to get him? In trouble. <laughs> and that's not what yeah. I want. Yeah. Hey, you you mentioned you didn't you didn't want to be a dad. What what uh what changed? Well, because because my wife is funny enough. My wife, uh, I only wanted one. She didn't want any for a long time. Like it was like, if we don't have kids, we just gonna same thing. We're gonna travel the world. We're gonna go do this, go do that, pursue our careers and all these different things. Um, and then for whatever reason, we were like, you know what? Maybe we should. Maybe we should have a kid and see what that's like. Um, and it obviously has been life changing, but. We kind of kind of shared that same kind of feeling. What what was that for you? The feeling with me really is is, is just a companionship because uh, listen, I I like women. I mean, that's just my past. I liked women, but I I found one that I just couldn't shake. <laughs> I couldn't shake her. Not that I wanted to. I couldn't shake her. She wasn't going right. anywhere. I wasn't going anywhere. And it happened. Life happened, and I'm I'm glad it did because it made me grow up really fast. I thought I thought I, I thought I was grown. I thought I was mature, but when, when that came, it was a whole nother level that I needed to jump on. Yeah. 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 That's, um, I talk about transitions all the time and, and there's those, these, there's these transitions in our life where we are, are kind of discovering who we are, right? We have that adolescent transition where we go from being a kid to being a teenager. And now we're in that middle school trying to figure out who we are. We only get a few years of that. Then we're in high school and we're trying to figure out how to survive high school and then all of a sudden we become adults, right? And people start calling us men. And we was just in sixth period. Like now all of a sudden I'm a man and I'm just trying to figure that out. And then one or two things happens. Meet a girl and get married or you meet a girl and you become a father, right? And then that transition and that struggle, uh, is tr like trying to figure out and navigate that is always, always a tough one because you're just starting to get your own identity right? And who am I? And then all of a sudden your title changes and you're not just like a man, you're a husband or you're, you're, you're a father or you're both. Um, and I know a lot of guys struggle with that. Did you have any, any, any trouble with, with making the adjustment once you decided, like you said, you couldn't shake her, she was going to be there and you were going to be there. Um, did you have any trouble adjusting to that? Absolutely not, man. See, one thing that I learned, uh, in the position that I was at was the word accountability. That's one word that I hold tight to my heart. And, 
I knew I was going to be accountable. The second that I knew that I had a little one on the way, I was like, what are we going to do? You know, I'm a planner and well, not really. A, I'm a planner for things that that I see because my wife's a planner. But um, <laughs> I knew like, OK, this is what we're going to get. This is what we need to do. This is how much I need to make. And this is what I'm going to do. OK, I'm going to need you to give me this time to do A, B, C, D, F, G. I'm one of those type of people. So when 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 it was time, it was like there was nothing. I, I, the word failure couldn't happen. I mean, I couldn't fail. So it was like if I got to stay up, uh, if I got to stay up 18 hours, I got to stay up 20 hours of sleep for it, then that's what it's going to be. But I'm going to get it done. So, um, and, and that's what I did. I actually moved, got a job. I got promoted in less than three months. I got another promotion and we were pushing, moved her out of state and we just kept going from there. And the more I worked, the more uh, my babies were so small and I, I'm rambling, man. So you would definitely have to cut me off because I could talk about family all day. Uh, but that's what this is for. That's what this is for. Let's go. My baby was so small, man. And, I'm going to be honest. This is what, what really changed my life. You know what I'm saying? It really made it go to the left is uh, I, I was working 80 plus hours a week, sometimes more. Uh, but, and I love my job, but I was coming home. I was tired and I was getting to see my baby say, Hey daddy, they would stand up for daddy. And they were basically falling asleep with me playing with them a few minutes. And I was starting waking up before they woke up and doing the same thing over again. And then on my off days, I'm like tired. They're wanting to play and I'm just tired. And, um, I was working at AT&T at the time, and if you know anything about AT&T, doing an Apple lunch, it's always September. Uh, that's when, that's my daughter's birthday. Now, my son, not hard to please at all. Very simple. I mean, he just, at this, at, yeah, right now, you know, you get him one thing, he's cool. He's going to dive on it. My daughter, she's extra. She's a Virgo, and she wanted a party. And I'm like, okay. She had the party, but daddy couldn't be there because daddy had to work. And uh, a good friend of mine FaceTime me and my daughter was on the phone. She said, hey, daddy, thanks. You showing me all the girls and that. And he was talking to me and he put the phone down for a second and you can see my daughter. And my daughter said, daddy's never here. I wish he was here. And my whole, whew, my whole heart just like, and I'm like, okay, that night I didn't go to sleep. I, I, I was waking, I, I was up the whole night. Like, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't stay at the job now. I got to find something else. And I was always, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I failed at a couple of things, um, but I believe failing, you know, say so you fail forward, you keep going. You could quit, but you keep going, you keep going. And um, within a, within two weeks, I had already started, I, I joined Nowhere Marketing Platform. And then um, a few months later, I actually left corporate America full time and I haven't went back since. Man, that's awesome. I I, uh, I I know the feeling, brother. I know the feeling. I uh, I was I was there uh, during the pandemic. Um, you know, we I tell this story, and listeners have heard it before, but I'm just to, to make it brief. Then um, similar situation, man. I was working, I was managing five gyms, uh, working from you know nine a.m. to nine p.m. Uh, most nights, and then sometimes earlier, right? Depending on the schedule, I had to cover somebody somewhere at five a.m. and and are closing at eleven p.m. Um, and only getting to see my kids, like, you know, if I'm lucky one morning, I might be able to take them to school or I may have a client cancel so I could pick them up and take them home, drop them off and then run back to the gym. Um, and so only getting to see them on the weekends. And then during the pandemic, gyms got shut down. So I'm at home and my youngest is like, you know, we've eating dinner. And it's probably the first time in her life during the week that we've eaten dinner. Um, and she is like, what are you doing here? Like I didn't belong at my own table. Um, and now that, that to me was like, okay, you, you're getting away from your purpose, man. It's time to get back, get back to the family. And uh, I start working, start working immediately on, on figuring out how to, how to make my exit um, so that I could be home and be present because Love it. I couldn't, I couldn't stand another, another one of those, uh, one of them stabs in the heart. You know what I mean? Um, and she was, she was young. She was, she just turned eight. So she was like five at that time. Mm. And like, you know, those first five years are huge for kids. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, she, she created an awareness for me because I, like I say, I'm always intentional about the time I spend with them. I just didn't realize how much time I wasn't spending with them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just, it didn't occur to me because I was just out grinding, right? Just going to make it happen. Things were going really yeah, things was going really well. So I'm celebrating that and then not realizing like they were doing stuff that I net, I had no idea about. You know what I mean? Like when I was home, they had like inside jokes and like 
you know what I mean? I felt like an outsider in my house that there was a few, a uh, few weeks that we were shut down and I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, man. So I, I, I would, I would see videos. I'm liking videos and people are like, Oh my God, your kids are so cute. I'm like, where do you see my kids? Oh, y'all page. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to Legoland and all the places they're going, daddy's paying for. And I'm just like, I want to go to Legoland. I ain't even went to Legoland. They're going here. They're going to this party. I'm like, I want, and it was just like, man, okay. If I work, my thought process was if I work harder, then I'll get more time. But the more, the, the, the higher I got, the less time I got. So I was just like, something has to change. And Corporate America helped me. And again, I, I appreciate it because I learned a lot and I do apply a lot of those tactics, but I won't go back. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So when when was when was that for you? When when did that happen? When did you make that transition? It was six years ago. Actually, it'll be six years ago, seven years ago next month. Oh wow. Wow. You mean you've been at it for a while. I'm I'm brand I'm not brand new. It's been two years now. Well, almost two years. It'll be two years in, in March. Um but yeah, just just trying to find my way, making making things happen, doing different things that 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 you know work. But again, everything has to align with my purpose, and that's that's one thing that I'm finding. It's like I'll get into something, and it'll be it'll take off, it'll be booming, and then it's the same thing, right? Like you get good at it, and it starts requiring more time, mm -hmm. right? And so I got to kind of continue to always bring myself back to my center. How are you balancing uh, entrepreneurship now with, uh, you know, with also being present and available? Because what I did was um, I, I, there was a there's a speaker uh, that I, I heard at one of the network marketing events I went to. And his name is Fraser Brooks. And one thing he said that just absolutely stuck with me was your vibe attracts your tribe. So mm -hmm. and I would always say it over and over. I'm like, your vibe attracts. What is my vibe? What is my vibe? Well, I mean, you said it earlier and it's similar to yours, which uh, kind of drew me to you. It's family, finance, fitness, and fun. See, for grownups, it's family, finance, and fitness. And I, I believe, and I do love the faith, because, I, I mean, my grandfather is an elder and pastor. My grandmother was a state missionary. So, I mean, that's my that's my foundation. Uh, I, the reason why I didn't say that was because, to me, I think that, to most people, probably not, but I think that's automatically included. So it shouldn't even be mm -hmm. spoken about. But mm -hmm. um, those are the things that, if, if it doesn't if it doesn't go uh, with my with my flow, then I don't do it. You know, um, I want to I want to help people that look like me and, and others uh, learn about matters of personal finance. Uh, I want I want you to be able to jump to the other level uh, when people ask, well, how do you do that? Well, how do you not? You know what I'm saying? What, what is it that you want to do? Well, I want to such and such and such. Your goals aren't specific. I'm, I'm that dude that's going to challenge you. If you want it, what are you planning to do? What are you going to give up? Like I, I challenge my friends all the time. And if they tell me, well, I'm trying, you can't say the word trying around me. You know, everything, everything around me is about helping. Um, if you if you heard me speak, usually I'll, I'll end. The more people you help, the more you win by default. So if it's not about family, finance, fitness or fun, it's not for me because I, I can make it. I can make I can make it make money. And you can't tell me that people aren't getting paid to do what they love. So that's what I love. I love the workout. And I have to work out because I had a major accident. I love I love my family. That's that's what I that's what I do it for. And I'm a big jokester, man. I'm never gonna stop having fun. So when you were asking when you said something about the content, hey man, I'll be in the shower, I'll be in the car. If I think about it, I'm gonna go do it. Because it's like I'm I'm kinda corny because I show my wife stuff and What's going on, guys? I look. I know the podcast is just starting to get good to you, but but I just wanted to let you know that the um, the ebook, the ebook, Seven Steps to Being Healthy and Fit, it's free, completely free. So uh, if you are are not already following me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach, and you click the link in the bio, uh, and you can go ahead and grab that ebook right now. If you're not able to do that right now, I'm going to go ahead and put it down in the show notes somewhere. You can find that link. Go ahead and grab your copy of the book. Uh, if you don't like to read, you can also look on my YouTube page. I actually went through each step and detailed it and actually gave a ton more information uh, that's actually in the book. So again, go ahead and grab your copy, your free copy of seven steps to being healthy and fit. And let's get back to the podcast. It should be like, OK, I'm like, man, so is it good? Like, it's funny, like, I'm gonna put it up and I don't care if I get two views because that's two people that didn't see it the first time. And it's not even about that because I've even talked to, you know, mentors is like, I'm like, man, I'm not getting the, the amount of people. It's like, it's not about that. 
It's, it's never about that. See, you, you, you're you you're looking at social media and you're thinking I should have six million views when it's time for it. To, when it's time for that to come, it'll come. Like, for instance, like um, I, I do have two hundred fifty nine thousand followers on Facebook. Well, that's that, that's that's what was meant for me. But on, on Instagram it's not there. But do we stop? No, we keep going. So that's the whole point. In, in the end, everybody going to know who I am. So at some right. at some point, you're going to know. Because, again, you have to plan. I believe in planning and writing. I have so many goals. If you see my goal board and some of them, you'd be like, you're not going to do that. But if you see where I came from and I got each month, each month I do new goals. I do ones new weekly. You know what I'm saying? I even challenge my kids to do it. And I have them write them down and put them on their board in their room. So I'm like, how close are you to your goal? So it's just about speaking it out. I know I'm getting off subject, but I do it all the time. But that's what it's about to me, man. It's just about. It's just about me, you know what I'm saying, being the best me I can be and making sure that all of my little ones are better than me. And I'm not going to make it easy. I'm going to make it very hard. No, I'm not. I'm not going to make it easy. You're going like to get the best and you got to bring it. And I, my daughter, every morning we do affirmations. Like, I'm going to challenge them. I'm challenging them like nobody else has challenged them before. Like, we, we're at the bus stop and uh, I have the other parents just like, you guys do that all the time? Absolutely. So you're not telling them what to say? I have people inbox me. How long, how many takes did it take you ever to do that? One, they're going to be a natural. I want my kids to be able to speak in front of anybody. I want them to have the confidence. I didn't have confidence growing up. I'm a dark skinned mm-hmm. black male. My mom is high yellow. My stepfather was high yellow. My stepbrother and stepsister were high yellow, all beautiful hair. Nobody ever told me I look good. They were always, oh, your kids are so handsome. Oh, she is so pretty. Nobody said, like I had low self-esteem, but the difference between me, you know, back then we could fight. <laughs> So right, if you right, said right. something about me, I would beat you up because I was boxing. But like I, inside, it was hurting. But like my my cry was to fight. Like what you say about me, I'm gonna beat you up. You know what I'm saying? But like I had no self esteem, and it took me until seventh grade till I got self esteem, and I never looked back. And I, I tell my, my my babies, it's not it's not people the the wrong people will think that it's it, it's you being cocky, you know, or being arrogant. And I think I I think I heard Dion said, don't let don't let my don't let my confidence, you know what I'm saying, hurt your, you know what I'm saying, your lack of your your lack of confidence or lack of integrity or whatever it is. But I'm like, baby. Insecurities, yeah. Insecurities, yeah. If you're beautiful and you know it, then let them know. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You think it. It's your world. You know what I'm saying? If you're smart, because I'll hear my son like, well, I can't do that. What did you say? Nothing, nothing. I, I didn't say anything. I can do it. So it's constantly pushing them, you know what I'm saying, challenging them on a continue, even if they're drawing. I don't care what it is. Like, we race home from the bus every day i beat them every day <laughs> i walk to the bus i mean it's that serious man but like it's, I, I want them to remember that one day i might let no i won't i'm not gonna ever let them win they got to yeah nah. but not let them not let I, them they're gonna have to win win everything bro like everything because i didn't have that i didn't have anybody coming home i didn't have anybody in my football games i didn't have anybody in my track meets my but i'm just like i'm not gonna give them that so if if if, if, if people call it extra I say you're jealous. <laughs> you're just jealous right. that you you didn't you don't have it. So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson had a similar quote to to what Dion said, and uh, he was in the interview, um, and he, he's saying, you know, Mike, you know, you, people say you're cocky, and he was like, uh, people call you cocky when your when your confidence rubs up against their insecurities. That's what Dion pretty much said, man. And it's the yeah. truth. when you think about it, it's yeah. the truth. And I've gotten that, you know, and but I but I'm a, I'm a firm believer. If you believe you can achieve it, then you can. So, one thing my grandma said that 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 stuck with me. My grandma passed, and that was, that was my heart. She said, "I, I got some shirts that said too. It says uh, God don't make no junk, right? So if God didn't make any junk, that means we are all precious jewels. So if you don't think that you if you don't think that you're a diamond, if you don't think that you're a ruby, then you're not. If you think that you're trash, I mean, you're trash." And that's, I, I that's hope true. nobody thinks like that, but you know, it's just it's just our ultimate truth. Some people do think like that, but I won't allow nobody attached to me to think it or even or let them come out, let it come out their mouth. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I love you know what, and it, it's something that that I try to do myself is like because my dad when I was when I was younger, well, not younger, I was in high school. I, I was about to go to college to play football, and um, he was always he would always tell me like. He, he got his AA, right? So he's like, I got my AA. You ain't got no choice but to get better than I got. He's like, so it ain't no matter what them schools do, no matter what the coach say, it ain't no coming back home. You're going to finish and get your degree. It's like, I got an AA. You got to get a BA, right? Like, it's always 
like the next level. You got to take it to the next level. He was like, my, my dad dropped out of high school. I finished high school. I got a degree. You got to get two degrees. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where, and I feel the same way for my kids. And like, like you said, I'm making it hard for them. I'm going to continue to push the envelope until I can't push anymore. And then when I'm gone, you're going to have to look at this list of things. Like, Dang, dad did all that. Right. But you also get to see it while I'm doing it. Right. I'm not doing it outside the house and not letting you know how it looks or, or, or working with you right next to me. Like when I'm doing something on the computer, come sit down right here. Right. Sit with me. Let's talk through it. Let, let me show you what I'm doing. Uh, when I get on a, when I get on a call, no, you don't have to hide in the room. Come on in. They, everybody knows I'm a dad. Come on in, Thanks. sit down right there. Just listen up. Like, li- like you might be able to pull something from this. We have a, a morning mantra we do on the way to school now. Like there's little things that like I find, and you said, fi- I find that I wish I would have had that would have kind of set me up in a little bit of better situation that I'm not going to, you know, I don't want my kids to like people say, get it out the mud. Can't, can't have it can't do that. Right. Like there's only so many generations that need to get it out the mud. Like we just don't need to do it no more. You know what I mean? We already out. Let's, let's build off of where we at. We got a solid foundation. Let's start picking out the drapes and the blinds and let's start like, let's start really decorating this thing and making it what it could be as opposed to always going back and starting over. Love it. Um, so, so with that being said, I know you're into finances. Um, do, are you, are you, do you do anything with life insurance? No, I don't. I don't personally do anything with life insurance. I do okay. have. Um, I have a, a really good friend named Marcus. Uh, the, uh, the, if if anyone has any questions about life insurance, he's the, he's actually the insurance guru. That's his name. So that's that's kind of one thing that I dibbled in to learn about. I even got a, a another close brother named uh, James Johnson. He does insurance as well. But it's one thing that I didn't really want to tackle because it was so many so many avenues avenues, and I'm like, I yeah. like it. But it's not one thing that I want to add. And you always want to have, you know, someone if I know someone's better than me if I, and, and that's hard for me to say, if you're better than me, I'm going to give I'm, I'm going to give it to you. you know, if it's somebody that I trust. But no, nah, um, my basis was something that, that that affected me directly. And that was credit. So that's that okay. was my basis. So um, you always you don't know how important credit is until you need it yourself. And I needed it, you know, and I didn't understand why I had bad credit because I'm like, well, I bought many of cars. And I've never missed a payment and what's going on. And I had to learn it. And then when I learned it, I was a little upset, but then I mastered it. So, you know, cause again, when you find out about your credit and you didn't do anything, it's a lot you start learning about people. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, understand I had where a, I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a, uh, I had a cell phone before I had a cell phone. You know what I mean? I had, I had a light bill. Uh, I had, you know what I mean? Yeah. Both, man. I had a, <laughs> I had a license, man. I remember, hey, listen, this story, quick story. I was down at Georgia Tech, man, and I was in school. My grandmother called me. She's like, hey, Wallace. I'm like, hey, grandma, how you doing? She's like, uh, how you like your new car? I'm like, I, ma'am? I'm like, I, I don't have a new car. She's like, well, your 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 bill came. You have a brand new Lexus. Or I'm like, I do not have a Lexus. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I got the same car that y'all got me when I was in 10th grade. I am driving I am pushing this thing. You know what I'm saying? I may got some more rims for it and some some more beats. She's like, well, according to these people, you have my like, grandma. I don't I don't have a Lexus. Somebody got a brand new Lexus in my name, man. So trust me. I mean, and that what hey, that's that's only the tip of the iceberg. That was going ham with my credit. But you know, again, uh, you live and you learn. And 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 that's that's why like when I when I really jumped into that, it's like I wanna help people and I wanna kinda explain because when you can go from a four ninety to an eight nineteen, you got a story to tell. Yeah. 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 Man, credit is, 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 is huge. Right. And that's another one of those, like being able to not start from the bottom, you know what I mean? Like just you, educating your kids about credit and the importance of credit, then they don't end up well, because you aren't right now with bad credit, right. You aren't putting them in a position because that's what happened with, with me. Right. My family's credit sucks. So who had the best credit in the house? The baby, right? <laughs> so, right. You get it. So, you you get right? it. Yeah. So so is being in a position now where you understand it and put yourself in a, in a in a good standing as far as your credit, you set your kids up not to have to go back and rebuild and dispute and hey, figure man, out all these things. I, my kids, my kids are there. They've been with me. I've did hundreds of seminars, hundreds of lives. Like my my kids can tell you what's the lowest, the highest credit score. They can tell you what's mid prime. And I do it on purpose, you know what I'm saying? Because it's important. 
Nobody ever. My grandma. I'm gonna tell you my my gist of credit. My grandmother. She did the best she could. My grandparents, and um, they had a church and everything. And I know she had excellent credit. But what I was told was pay your bills on time. I was taught how to write a check, and I was taught to never uh to never miss a payment. That's it. That's all I knew about credit. So what I do? I pay my bills on time. I sent my check out to a week before the bills were due. So I thought that my credit should have been excellent because I didn't know anything else about it. She didn't teach me about credit. So when it was time for me to get my first house like years ago and I sent the, the person my information, and they sent me best and laughing emojis like, man, you can't be kidding. You can't be you can't be serious. I was mad. Like I wanted to go beat this dude up. I'm like, what you talking about, man? Like, no, my credit. ain't. No, you got the wrong person. It's impossible. And I seen all the stuff that was on my credit report. I was like. I want to kill something. I mean, I had the money for the house and everything. I done picked out the lot and everything. I had, man, it was a heartbreaker. So that's why I said I, I literally had to get it from the bottom from there because, like, I'm like, okay, what can I do? And that kind of started my transition. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm bring us back to credit, but I want to ask you, uh, right. with the with the with your kids. Right. Um, and then I'm kind of sitting in on some of the seminars and some of those things. What it, what would you say is like. What would be the first thing you should teach a kid about credit? Uh, you want to teach them what credit is and what what can it what can it do for you? So um, but what I did with my kids is I made it fun. Um, my, my little ones love math. You know, I believe that math is the basis of everything. So, I mean, if, if, if you knew how far they were already, but. Uh, I had the styrofoam numbers, so I'm I'm, I'm a visual learner, and uh, I like songs. So um, I give you an example. Uh, when, when we start learning uh, numbers, uh, I had a, a a plastic a plastic pouch purse, whatever you want to call it. We always go to Walmart. We go to Dollar Tree, and every time the kids go to the store, what they want? They want something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we learned how to count, and we learned how to count money, and we learned how to count it good. So when we go to the store. Daddy always has this fake pouch of money. If you see a Barbie and it's, it says $12.19, I'm going to give you the purse. You get the counter. If you count one cent off, you can't get it. If your brother gets it right, he can get it. So I challenged them from the beginning. When I knew that they knew their numbers all the way past 800, you know what I'm saying, 850, then that's when we start talking about, you know what I'm saying, what is credit? Why is it important? Okay, so if I got a if I got a 490, uh, now they can't tell you what an interest loan, you know what I'm saying, subprime, but they can tell you, no, you have bad credit. You need to, you need at least a 740 if you want to get your house. So if you don't want to get a high interest rate, you better have. You know, my kids can tell you that. So I just kind of made it like a uh, like a car game, but we we pretty much played it with, with with numbers. So again, they would sit, they would be in here, um, because they would make noise sometimes. But if they were in trouble, I would little make I would I would be on live right here, or I would be at my desk, and I would have them on the couch. And they will listen to me saying the same things over and over. And then they will hear people calling me because I have my own team of a couple, uh, a, a, a pretty large team. And they will hear people calling, asking the same questions. They'd be like, Daddy, so how did she get a 385 credit score? That's the lowest one. Yeah. So, like, they, was, they would have comparisons of scores where people would say because it would be a live call in the car. And they would have to, they, they, knew, they would know to be quiet. So it, it was more of a repetition. They would hear so much. And then they would always ask questions. So every question they would ask. I would answer. Well, I would challenge them to answer it and laugh at their answers. And I would tell them what it is. So um, it's just about talking to them about it, man. Like talk to them about it all the time. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know uh, I, and the reason I ask is, is because one, I, I need to know, right. I need to know what to, what to teach mine about, about credit. And I know there's a lot of us who are in similar situations who are trying to fix the credit or trying to get our stuff together. Um, and typically when we don't know something, we don't teach nobody, right? We don't, we don't figure out the information and we don't try to pass it on. And so go ahead. Let me, let me answer that question better for you then. Okay. So the first thing you want to do is you want to know what the credit range is. So I I see what you're saying now. So you want to, you want to know what the lowest to the highest, right? So that's going to be the first thing. So if you want to challenge somebody, find out what the lowest credit score you can have and what's the highest credit score. All right. So after that, you know what I'm saying? Now you want to find out what are the three levels. So, so it's going to be low, moderate, you know what I'm saying? What's good credit? What's excellent credit? What's bad credit? Right. And then from there, what you want to start doing, you, you want to, you want to basically tell them to go look up the definition of FICO because there's different types of credit. Like when you get, there's car credit, there's home credit. It's, it's different types. There's many, you know what I'm saying? Many people will look at credit karma and they'd be like, oh yeah, man, I got a 790. No, you don't. Cause that's not your FICO score. 
know what I'm saying? But if you don't know, you're going to argue all the way down. Yes, I do, because this is what it says. But you go to their mm. car dealership, they're going to laugh at you. So it's just it, it, you start with you start with the definition of FICO. That's going to take you a long, long, long. It's going to take you a long way. And then um, I would even tell the kids to go and Google uh, what is credit. There's songs. There's a lot of things online. But I would I would tell the parents to go first because you'd be surprised that most parents, most most grownups don't even know what's the highest credit score you can get. Most grown-ups have never had an 800 credit score, so um, so yeah. I, I've only met I've never I, I've never had an 850. You know, what I'm saying I, the highest I've ever gotten is 823, and you know, and that, that that has a little bit to do with you know some of the things that was because I still have stuff on my credit report that aren't mine that I won't even touch. Somebody has a credit card in my name over 30 some years and they still paying for it, but it would <laughs> it wouldn't make sense for me to take it off, right? So, right. you know, because you know, how, how your credit is calculated, that's another thing. Uh, your credit credit is calculated in, in a couple of different ways, you know, uh, debt to income ratio, you know. So it's, it's a couple of ways. So I want to give you the cheat sheet, but I also want people to go do the homework, right? Right. But, um, you know, I will say this. Paying your bills on time is extremely important. One late bill payment can drop your point, your score from 80 to 200 plus points. So it, it, it weighs heavy. The length of credit history, how long have you had the card, credit utilization, all of these are factors in on how your score is calculated. So when you know that, then you can kind of go in. So like even how much you've used, you know saying, on your the percentage you use on your card. So if you if you do have like Credit Karma, Experian, or one of those apps, you'll see uh, you have uh, high utilization. Why do people have high utilization? What caused that? A car caused that. Um, a lot of things that cause that if you have a ten, if you have a ten thousand dollar, I'm, I'm getting off the subject, but if you have a ten thousand dollar credit card limit and you're using nine thousand eight hundred and eighty, nobody's going to want a loan to you because you're a risk. So you want to keep that. You really want to keep it below ten percent. I tell people keep it below five percent if you can. You know, and you don't want just one credit card. Get you multiple credit cards just in case you do have to use credit cards. And another thing too that a lot of us do that we don't, you know, what I'm saying take advantage of. You got a debit card. You're always using your debit card. Why use a debit card? I mean, I know it's more convenient. Use the credit card. Get your credit card that gives you money back. Use the credit card when you go, when you're getting that twenty dollars of gas, and then just go straight to your debit and pay that twenty dollars off. Then you paid yourself to do it. Makes sense. Then you're getting money back, especially if you have a you know what I'm saying a, a cash rewards card. Other people do it. I'm not gonna say what other people do it. They've been doing it for years. If you're going to use your debit, you use, you use your debit to pay off your credit card. It only makes sense, especially if you're getting money back. Like my Apple card, only time only time I use my Apple card is if I'm buying something with Apple or if I'm buying a shake at the gym. And last month, I think I got, I'm telling on myself, last month, I think I got like $89 back. I know I got, I got two pair of beats and I, I got a lot of shakes, but it's free money for me. So when I do it, I go in and I pay it off on my phone. Just go buy it. Good. It's very simple. So, just a little little cheat nugget. Yeah, I like that though. I like that uh, because we will just throw that debit card out there just because we're used to it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can get some benefits on the back end, why not? Why not? So that makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, for breaking that down a little bit for me too because that's what I was I was trying to get to. Uh, you know, just some, some some something that people could take away from here um, because I do find like. And I'll say I'll, I'll use myself as an example. My daughter, my youngest, wants to play volleyball, right? I'm in sports, been training athletes forever. Matter of fact, I got a softball in my hand right now. Um, but and, and like I play baseball, so I can help them with softball. But when they came to volleyball, I'm like, never play volleyball. I can't really teach you nothing about that. So we either got to find somebody that can and put you on a team, and then I'm just gonna have to like not be able to understand what's happening or I'm gonna have to go do some research, but I can't really teach you the game. Like I can't. Right. So I'm, you know, people will shy away from what they don't know. Right. And if I don't know credit, I'm just going to tell you, Hey, listen, pay everything on time. Right. <laughs> don't use credit. Like I'm going to tell you the things that, that protect you from what I don't know. Right. Right. All credit is bad. Like all those things. Right. Um, and, and, and same thing with like, like bank accounts, right? Like just put your money in the bank account. Right. Or don't 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 invest it. Right. Because you might lose it all. I don't understand investing. So I'm going to tell you the things that I know to protect you. And sometimes it's just because we don't know better. Our parents didn't know better. Mm -hmm. and, and so they just told us what they thought was safe. Not that they were wrong, 
and they were, but like not that they were doing it intentionally, right? Yeah, they just don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, so I appreciate you sharing that because uh, I know somebody out there needs to know that, right? Like I, I, I didn't know what the highest credit score was. I know it was in the 800s, but I don't know what the highest is. I know we, uh, my credit score peaked 800, like 801, and then we bought a house and it came back down. But you know what I mean? Like I, I got, I got up there and I've been working my way, you know, working my way back to get back up on top, but. Nobody ever talks to me about credit. And man, my we, mom we or my chat, dad. Man. I can give you a couple things. Same here. I can give you a couple tip uh, tips, man. Even like another tip, real quick, is when you're paying your bills. There's a there's a um, a three fifteen rule. So three days um, three days before fifteen days before the bill is due, and then three days before the bill is due. And why would you pay your bill? Why would you pay your bill twice? Because on time payments. It's a very it weighs very heavy on the percentage of your calculated score. So if you pay your bill, uh, if you do that on the fifteen three rule, then it's going to be considered two payments instead of one during that month. And that's what uh, you want. You want multiple payments, you know, because they look at your credit history. So if you ever look at a, a breakdown of your credit, uh, it is a um, <clears throat> doesn't I mean uh, doesn't have long history for credit or this or that. You know what I'm saying? That's why some people may need a trade line or some people may need somebody to add them on to a line, somebody that got strong credit to help boosting them up to make you know, some people think that they're trustworthy. Because are you going to be trustworthy? Would you trust somebody who's only paid you know, saying six months and the most that they've ever had is, you know, saying four, uh, a $2,000 card and they're always 80% to the threshold? Like, well, I'll give you some money, but I'm going to give you $500, right? Right. They want to they want to see, they want to see some grit in the game. So a part of that grit is you having, you know, saying a um you, you 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 have a car you have a house you know what I'm saying having installing credit you know what I'm saying having i'm not i'm not saying go get a card from uh macy's or something like that but you know different types of credit will help a gas card right just different things that'll help build your credit stuff that you don't even know that you may that, that they can help you know what i'm saying but it'll help okay all right cool 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 all right let's let's uh let's let's jump back into fatherhood a little bit um so you had a, you got a one year old, right? You had you had a two older. How did how was it getting back into uh, getting back into diapers, man? Because uh, I'm afraid of diapers right now. Like I don't want I don't want nothing to do with them. Hey man, look, this is the best time that I've had, bro. Because again, I wasn't there the full time when my other when my babies were so small, and I hated it. And I wanted to be, but I was, I mean, I was working so much and she understood. I mean, like you, I was opening and closing and going to another store. So, I mean, I know she was loving it because I was like full there. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping at all. Like that little dude was so spoiled. He had a crib and I think he may have slept in that crib twice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I embraced it, man. And I know a lot of men probably don't, they should. But I embraced it, man. I'm. I, I tell people I'm different. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to be different. If I'm if I'm gonna call myself super dad, and if I'm if I'm going to be super dad, if I'm gonna wear you know what I'm saying shirts, you know what I'm saying call you know what I'm saying the dope dad. If I'm gonna start the dope dad club, if I'm gonna have a dope dad series, then I got to be a dope dad. Dope dad's gonna be there. So I'm cleaning right. the diaper. I'm cleaning the room. I'm sweeping. Listen, I'm taking a bath. It doesn't matter. If I got to do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I like that, man. And that's and that's important, you know, for for your family unit, for for your wife to see that you are fully involved, for your kids to see like, yo, dad is here and dad is he don't care. Dad changing diapers, dad is doing all this stuff. Um, I think it's it's great for your sons to see and great for your for your daughter to see. Like it is I think I think a lot of times we get so caught up on ourselves and what we don't like and what we don't want to do. And it's hard for us to like get outside and see like, yo, the bigger picture is your kids are seeing you every day and they are going to learn from what you do, not from what you say, right? They're going to hear some of what you say. They're going to see all of what you do. And more than likely, they're going to mimic you or mock you, right? Like I, right now, I see my daughters do stuff and the way they move. Like, I'm like, man, you look like your mom. Like, you know what I mean? They just do little things, right? And and it's not even on purpose, right? It, maybe it's inherited or maybe it's something they saw or heard or felt. Man, um, and just always looking, bro. I, I'm so sorry. I had to say that my daughter is a, a human tape recorder. <laughs> bro. Like, yes, man, I, I have to learn, man. So all the time, like I, I watch what I say, man, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. That would hit. That would hit. I mean, one time my daughter said, I said, where'd you get that word from you? I said, you a story. You didn't. She's like, 
okay, I got it from YouTube. I'm like, yeah, daddy ain't never said that because I, I kind of make it, I make it a point not to say certain stuff around my children. You know what I'm saying? On mm-hmm. purpose. Like, I, I, I get mad. Daddy raises his voice sometimes. I'm working on that. That's one of my vices that I wrote down. Because, like, daddy, daddy, like, well, usually on a Cowboys game, but don't tell anybody because I need, I need complete solace. And you already know how Cowboys win. One, I don't know how many years, but daddy get mad. <laughs> hey, daddy get mad. But, you know, it's what you just said, man. Like, I wish people would understand that if you're saying it, their kids are going to say it too. They might not say it in front of you because they're smart. If your child has any type of sense, they know what not to say in front of you. But if you're saying it, they're saying it too. Please believe that. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's interesting too, is the stuff that they pick up. It's always, obviously they're picking up the good things, but they let you know when they picked up something bad. Like, like my, uh, my daughter, they always find a way to tell their mom, I said something that I, you know, you know what I mean? Like I don't cuss like outside of coaching football. Like I really don't cuss at all. Um, but every once in a while I'll say something like, and it'll be like, did you just say the S word? And I'm like, nah, I didn't say that. And then I'll hear them talking to their mom. Yeah. Daddy said the S word earlier. I'm like, no, I didn't, man. I, I promise I didn't, that's but they're always trying to snitch on me, man. That's that's a, hey, it wouldn't even be right, man. Hey, I, I tell you this too, man. I, I <laughs> yeah, people can get mad all they want. I, I, I want my kids to snitch. I want you to tell everything. <laughs> I want my daughter telling on her on her brother. I want my bro- I want him telling on her. I, I'm teaching a little one to go tell you tell because I, I I want them protected, man. You know, and, and us as black fathers, you know, it's not going to be much that they can get away with because now now they're messing with our women and not little girls. So I need right. I need to know everything, and I tell them, hey, listen, daddy needs to be able to trust you. If I can't trust you, you can't get nothing. Like, I, I like, don't make me go get, we went and got ice cream yesterday. I told them they weren't going to get it, but we went and got it. I'm like, don't you make me go up here and put y'all in the car and me get ice cream and eat it in front of y'all. That'd be the worst. <laughs> that'd be the worst. You know, that would just be hurt. But I, I yeah. didn't do it, but I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about yeah. it. Now, I think what you just said there is really important, man, is, is having that, that open line of communication um, with your kids, because a lot of times, like you said earlier, you say your kids are smart. And so if they, if they heard something bad, they won't say it in front of you, but you do also want to have that open line where like, if something is happening or they hear something or they see something, they're, they're open to being like, daddy's not going to be mad at me. He's going to listen to what I say and then help me with it. Right. Like they always can come to you with anything. I think that's a really important thing to have yes, with sir. all your children, male or female, not just like, you know, your son can come and talk to you about anything. But your daughter should be able to talk to you about anything, even if it makes you uncomfortable, because she needs your help. Yeah. And, and ever like there's one thing that that uh, my dad told me a long time ago when my kids were first born. And he didn't like for whatever. He's old, stoic dude. He ain't giving me a bunch of like soft information. But but uh, he was like, if your girls ever come to you and ask you for advice, you never tell them to go ask their mother. He's like, if you don't know, you got to figure it out because if you, if you do that one too many times, they stop asking you because yep. daddy don't know. Right. Be okay with telling them you don't know and let's figure it out together, but don't just keep sending them to your mom. Right. <laughs> like don't, don't go, go, go ask your mom. That's great advice. Like I, I make it a point. Uh, even yesterday, um, I, I got a set with my daughter and um, we talked in front of everybody. Then I went to the car. I was about to leave. And I came back in, I told her to come outside and we had to talk, you know, because I think it's important because, you know, sometimes, you know, the children, they might not listen, but you have to be able to have, you know what I'm saying, that, that communication. So they're not like, just like you said, so they don't shut down and don't want to say anything. But I have that relationship with my daughter and my son because I didn't have that relationship growing up. Now, I had that relationship with my mom for a little bit, but we kind of grew apart. You know what I'm saying? That was, she was like my best friend. And then. I guess the closer her and her, uh, her husband got, you know, she kind of, you know, she, that's what she chose. And, and and as a as a child, you don't know that, but as a grown up, you know how some how some women be, you know, what I'm saying with some men, and so you can't be mad. But like, I make it a point. So what you said that that was a valid valid point. I make it a point to speak to my daughter, my son, like, cause he sometimes he'll be scared. I'm like, listen, man, come in here and talk to me. Don't be like that. You better open up your mouth. And, and if he'll do like that, and I'll beat him up a little bit, roughing him up, and he'll start laughing. I'm like, okay, so talk to me, man. So yeah. same thing. My daughter, my daughter, she'll talk to me. My son, he he think he's tough, you know what I'm saying? But beat him up with some pillows or you know a shoe, you know what I'm saying? Elbow, drop kick, you know what I'm saying? Throw him on the bed, you know he'll get it. 
Right, right. Yeah, that's how you, you got to crack your shell a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Look, I don't want to I don't want to keep you too long, but I do have a couple of questions for you that are kind of pertinent to the podcast that I think. All right. All right. Um, you got- all right, so here's the big one, right? Fatherhood podcast. Um, obviously, you're a father. I'm a father. The guys listening to fathers. Um, I've asked this question on pretty much every episode. I don't think there's one that I haven't um, asked this question. I've gotten different answers, so I'm interested to hear what you say. Um, so here we go. What does fatherhood mean to you? Fatherhood means the world to me. Like, when it comes to fatherhood, that's my everything. Um, I did everything since then the first thought of me having my first child was everything about fatherhood like the person that i was immediately changed um i remember calling my grandmother and telling her i'm i'm, I'm about to have a child and she was like wally you know and i was just like i don't know what to do she's like you know she's old school you better pray you know and i mean we talked but it means everything man like Fatherhood made me get my mind right. Fatherhood made me uh, get my pockets right. Fatherhood made me get two new vehicles. Fatherhood pushed me to do everything. Fatherhood made me go put on <laughs> 30 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I mean, everything. Like, I blame everything. I'm not going to say blame, but it, it led up to it. And everything in the future, too. Like, my goals that I'm writing down, the basis, you know what I'm saying? The, when, you, when you're building a home, the most important part is the foundation. My foundation is fatherhood. And that's why, that's why the home that I'm building is so excuse my language, so damn big because it's, it's about everything, right? Like that's, that's my everything. So just like the heart needs blood, that's my blood pumping through every, pe- every piece of vein because every time my daughter wakes up, every time my son wakes up, every time I hear them say, daddy, that's my why. You know what I'm saying? Because I smile every time. My, my baby's one, he smiles and I'm smiling. My, my daughter's smiling. I'm just like, dang, that's me. You know, like I, I, I can't believe it, you know, because I, I didn't have anybody growing up that looked like me. Even I had a brother that passed. Nobody looked like me. And I finally got three beautiful children, and they kind of favor me. So I'm going to do everything I can do to make sure that they are better than me. So I know it's a little long, but fatherhood is everything to me. That's my everything. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you can tell, right? We could tell. It was long because it was meaningful. It meant something to you to answer that question. And I love the answer. Um, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Um, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you just skip past though. You put on 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah. What, what's happening there? What's going on with that big dog? 30 oh, pounds ain't easy to come by. We, we're not stopping, man. Um, I've always played, I've always played sports all my life, man. Uh, when I boxed, I was like, couldn't gain weight. And what had happened, I'll just be transparent. I actually got paralyzed on the waist down. I ruptured my L2, four and five, my back. And they told me I'll never be able to work out again. Right. They said I wouldn't I wouldn't walk without pain. And for a while, it was the truth. And I just kind of realized I'm like, I've never listened to anyone tell me anything that I couldn't do anything. Never. Nobody. Anytime. Like, again, I tried to break every record my dad had just so I can get his attention. So you can't tell me what I can't do. If I can't do it, I mean, if I don't try, then I can't do it. Let me mm-hmm. go over and try. It hurt like hell, you know, but I proved them wrong. You know, they, they want, they want to, they want to test me. No, you can't test me. You told me wrong. Right. And, you know, and then, you know, faith too, you know, uh, if you, if you really have that faith, <laughs> my faith was so strong, man. I just remember having the leg up and looking just like, man, and my, my life was like kill bill. That's kind of how it was, man. So, um, that, and then I got, I, you know, I gained about 15 pounds of muscle, you know what I'm saying? Working out, you know what I'm saying? Changing my eating completely. I don't eat like I used to eat. My grandparents are from Louisiana. I don't eat like I used to eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and my wife, she doesn't she doesn't eat a lot of different things too. We kind of changed it when we first met, but I was about 172, between 170 and 175 uh, before my son came. And when she said, um, when she said we having a, a, a little one, I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'm gonna be 190, 190, 195 before I come. I challenged myself, and I, I did it the right way. I didn't go go get you know what I'm saying no. I ying go get all this stuff to be like, you know, so I did it the right way. I was just gaining 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 you know since doing because i didn't want to be i didn't want to have no big old fat stomach and this i wanted to be proportioned and i'm i'm one of those dudes that's men i'm men against chicken legs so i gotta i gotta i gotta lift i gotta run i want to do it all i just want to feel good and i want to look good and also i got a daughter so i'm going to scare every single little dude that look at her if, we, if we're being transparent so so we right. got some more muscles to get so like i'm, I'm gonna be like what because i got all my friends my nickname is little boy 
Auburn people I hang around are huge. I mean, like they're like rocked up and everything. So like I'm coming for everybody. So you know, there you go. it's just a okay. personal thing, man. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, you can't you can't say uh, I put on thirty pounds of muscle and not not have me like, oh wait a minute, what's going on there? That's that's good though, man. I, I like I like you know. First of all, God, you know, thank God that everything worked out with with the accident and and you know being able to to work your way back. But I think it's a testament to what you said is you ain't taking no for an answer. Right, like I gotta, you know. I gotta be able to pick up my son. Like yeah. my, my thing, my, my thing that was pushing in my head is like I have to be able to pick up my kids and have fun. Like I'm not gonna be, you know what I'm saying, walking around cricket back. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna be that dad. I already said I was gonna be the, the I'm gonna be the fine dad that walks in the room. I don't care what it is. The moms are gonna be like, my wife's gonna be like, she's gonna be holding my hand, but the lady's gonna be like, ooh, I'm like, yeah, I'm married up, babe. I'm married, I'm married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, um, that's dope, man. So you, so you walked away from corporate and then you walked away from the accident and, and got back to being strong. Look, I got I got I got two more questions, two more. And I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm gonna let you go. Um, the first one is, is um, let's say you're doing a, a Facebook, Facebook Live or you're going live. Right. Um, you set it up, you promote it. You got a bunch of people coming. Um, but all those people are fathers. Right. Everybody that signed up is a dad father of two, father of 10, father of one. What is the message that you want them to hear? Do it scared. You got to do it scared. That's my message. Do it scared. Because the thing is, a lot of us are afraid to fail. And I kind of spoke on it a little bit. You got to fail. You got to fail to succeed. There's not one person who's been perfect from day one to the end. You got to, you got to do it scared. You think that Michael Jordan never never took a shot that he, didn't, he was scared he was going to miss? Now, you probably didn't see it. Kobe, same. But what it is is you got to believe. You know I'm saying? When you're doing the scare, you still got to believe that you can do exactly what you're doing. As a matter of fact, I, didn't even, I only want to say believe. It has to already been done in your mind. Like, you got to begin with an end in mind, but you really got to be serious. So if you got something that you want to do, you can't be saying, just for example, man, I want a, I want a car. No. I want a 2017 uh, Ford, Mitsubishi, whatever. You got to be sp extremely specific in your goals and what you want to do, but you got to be, ex you can be scared, but if you, it's okay being scared, but if you know what you're doing, you already won. So do it scared. Like, and that's, that's what fatherhood too. I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I knew I was going to be the best at it. No. And, 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 and to me, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not looking at other fathers, you know what I'm saying? Trying to compete. I'm looking straight at straight ahead like this dude that I'm seeing right now, that's super that's a super dad. Ain't nobody more super I'm I'm literally Superman. You can't tell me that I'm not Superman to my kids. You cannot. Nobody can. Like my, my even my son, my son still to this day thinks still thinks daddy has a ball in his arm. He he thinks that he thinks that I had balls put in my arms because those are my muscles. Like uh I went up to the school and his kid his friends are like, Oh, we your dad has all those muscles. I'm like, dude, you didn't tell him I was Superman? Shh, don't tell him. They don't need to know. Like I am Superman <laughs> until it's until it's not done. That's what I, I want to be. I, I need to be my kid's superhero because they're definitely mine. So I would just say do it scared. Even superheroes be scared. So you know what I'm saying? And 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 it's okay. Do it. Do it. But do it scared. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's doing it anyway. Doing it even though you're scared. All right. All right. So so second part to this question, man. You you again. You're doing a live. You did all the marketing. You got you, you hit your you hit your target market perfectly, um, but only three people sign up. Mm -hmm. Those three people are your kids. What is the message you want them to hear? Let's win. <laughs> only thing we do is you know what I'm saying three people. So the terminology for team is together. Everyone achieves more. You give me three people. Those three people can go and go get ten people each. So that's going to be thirty. If that thirty go get another ten. Listen, what you do when, when, when you start out, a grass field starts out with one with one grain. You know what I'm saying? A tree. You know what I'm saying? It, it, uh, if you want to, if you want to grow an orchard, you know what I'm saying? You got to start with one. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter. One, two, three doesn't matter. What's that gonna stop? One is two is better than one. Three is better than two. It could have been zero. So I'm gonna find positivity in any and everything that I do, especially when my kids are are involved. Like, it doesn't matter that like, they can get last place. Hey, listen, but you ran. You know what I'm saying? Somebody didn't show up today. So mm -hmm. if it's my kids, too, then I already know we're going to win because they're a part of me. So 
I mean, hey, listen, let's go, let's go prove everybody wrong and show them and why it was a mistake that none of them signed up. Let's go get this money together. Hey, I would, I'd rather get money with my people than anybody else. So I, I won't, I won't even, I won't, I'm not missing the beat. If they minds, then you know what I'm saying? I know I did it right because they know, they already know they won because they, they, they signed up with a winner. They know dad's a winner and winners, winners win. So, and I, and, and also it, this may not be right, but you know, um, you you attract who you are. So if if nobody has signed up, then they weren't supposed to be on my team because I only attract winners. I'm not worried about it. There you go. There you go. That's it, man. That that team, that team, that family, you and your kids and your wife, that team is unbeatable no matter Absolutely. what, right? No matter what the opposition is, that team is unbeatable. May not You may not win yet, but you never lose. You're still in the process of winning. Right. So I love that. I love that. And that's something that's really important to to share with kids, because as they grow up and they go through society and they start to experience all these different things for the first time, it's easy for them to get down on themselves and get discouraged. And, you know, to, to see, you know, failures and losses and things not go the way that they planned it. But to understand that, hey, we don't lose. We 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 win. We, we are going to win. Right. We just haven't won yet. And I love that. I love that. All right, man. So. Um, if people are trying to find you, right, and they want to one just follow you just just because, uh, or two, they want to get any any information from you um, regarding credit or fatherhood or anything, where would they find you? Hey man, you can find me on the the major social media streams. Uh, I have a YouTube page on the Wallace Holyfield. I'm on Wallace Holyfield on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. Uh, it's under Holyfield can help you. I actually go by Mister I can help you or the Head Twister. Uh, if you like my Fit Dad shirt, uh, I have a bevy of shirts. Uh, the basis is uh, we turn heads, That's the head twisters. So da headtwisters.com. And again, uh, we demand attention. So um, if you know that you demand attention, you need to go to the head twisters and purchase a shirt. Especially for we got a dope dad series. So I know it's gonna be a lot of fathers on here. So if you're a dope dad, uh, get one of the dope dad club shirts, and uh, you, you can join us, man. And uh, we got some things planned for the future there. But hey. Wallace Holyfield, you should be able to find me. Uh, if you got any questions about anything, uh, I'm, I always respond. So uh, just just hit me up. That's what I do. Dope, dope. And I'll, I'll put all that in, in the show notes that'll be on the, on the website and all that. I'll make sure we have all the contact information just in case you guys are driving or working out and listening to this and you, you miss it. Uh, you can go back and find it. Um, thank you, brother. I appreciate, I appreciate you taking your time as a, as a busy father myself. I know that time is extremely important. And and the fact that you're taking the time to share your life and your experiences and fatherhood with us, um, is, is, is of great value. And we totally appreciate it. I know that I'm going to take something from this episode and go and, and try to install it and use it in, in my, my own fatherhood playbook. And, uh, it's my hope that somebody else, one of the other fathers can do the same. Um, so thank you again for being open, honest, and sharing this information with us, brother. Absolutely. No, let's 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 link, man, so I can get you in one of these shirts, man. You got it. You got to represent for me. Yeah, man. I, I need I need it. I need it. I, I you know what? I looked at the head twisters. Uh, yes. What's today? Monday. I looked at it on Saturday. I'm like, damn, I got to get some shirts. We got to go ahead and get in on this merch. Um, because I, first of all, not not only because you're on the the podcast. That's secondary. I like the message, right? Like I, I like, I like what I see in it. You know, I'm a dad, so I'm, I got to promote fatherhood, right? Fatherhood is important, right? I, Turning I, heads I, is important. Like it, I like I, it. I, I only reason I plug it is I usually don't say things just for the dope dads, because I literally took something that they made negative in the hood mm-hmm. and, I, and I, and I took it back. You know what I'm saying? Because I grew up on the street with people were selling dope on the corners. I lost my best friend in third grade, you know what I'm saying, because he, he, he took a piece of candy that was laced. You know what I'm saying? He died during recess. So it's like I'm 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 literally trying to take back what they, you know what I'm saying, what they said. Even even with the head, I know it's supposed to be T H E, but that's that's something it's actually something I started in nineteen ninety nine and it and it plunked. And I was like, you know what? I still got the LLC. I'm gonna do it because I'm telling my kids, hey, don't ever quit. Don't ever do this. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. Like I I, I show them sketch drawings and i'm still rambling but i showed them sketch drawings that i started like when i was in high school and i'm like i'm, I'm gonna have a clothing line one day and i tried i failed I, failed, I tried another one i'm like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna let my kids see me do it they actually helped me design the shirts and everything so uh it's fun and the <laughs> only thing i do with it is just put put back into my kids like that is just something that we do because uh 
it's pushing them to start their own. And before we go, I'll say my daughter is actually in the process of starting her own, her own, what the company's already started. She wrote the name, she got the flavors and everything. She's doing lip balm. It's, it's hers. Daddy just has to do, you know what I'm saying? I got to do the other work because she's too young to do it. But, um, when it, when, when, when we launch and it's in Walmart, I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to send something yeah. to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so serious, man, because we really talking to some people. And again, she chose the name. She chose the flavors. She drew the she Now, she drew the stuff. But of course, we sent it to somebody else to manufacture it. But it is her doll. It's not mine. Only thing I did was, you know, what I'm saying make sure the paperwork was OK. And that's what I want. You know, what I'm saying is I want my kids to be you know what I'm saying successful entrepreneur. Daddy going to push you, but I'm not going to do it for you. Right. You got to come up like my son. He's, he wants to play video games and he's great at it. But I'm like, you don't play games unless you get straight A's. You can't, you got to tell the truth. So it's a little different from him. Hers is a different, you know what I'm saying, business venture. But whatever they do, if if if, you're, if you guys are still listening, man, if your kids tell you they want to do something, by all means, figure out how to do it. That's what she said she wanted to do it, do, so I'm going to push her with it. So, and then we got some books coming uh, later this year, too. Um, some books. Uh, I, I will be a published author. Got a couple of series of books that I, I have. It's straight. It's basically me showing me how I raise my kids, how I, some, some 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 things how I raise my kids with teaching them how to how to count how to learn songs and all that man so we got some big yeah. things coming and I appreciate you letting me on letting me be on today yeah man yeah sound like you got a lot of great things in the works man I'm excited to uh to see it all come to fruition man I, I would love to to see how everything plays out and and you know whatever you put out we're gonna support appreciate you brother I appreciate all it right. letting me be on today for sure for sure go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day brother I will talk to you soon all right, man. Have a great one. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at you can call me coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on you can call me coach. Uh, Go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.